At Lowe's, every pro is an MVP to us. It doesn't matter how big or small your business is. If you're a plumber, roofer, electrician, or remodeler, your business earns back when you spend, gets exclusive offers, and paint rewards. It all adds up to help drive your business. Join Lowe's MVP's Pro Rewards and Partnership Program today. Minimum purchase required. Earnings and paint rewards awarded as Lowe's e-gift cards. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Filed through 1231-22. See Lowe's.com slash L slash Pro Loyalty Terms. Subject to change. U.S. only. Hello people of the world, I am Rebecca Nichols, welcome to my podcast show, Finding Nirvana. For me, personally, Finding Nirvana was more about unlearning and becoming who I was destined to be. It's about releasing the shackles and stepping into uncertainty, but with surety that everything is going to plan, the divine plan. It's about releasing fear and vibing high with love. It's about living your truth and being really fucking unapologetic, babe. It's about forgiveness, deep connection, mindfulness, meditation, and hacking your own health and well-being. This is your life, your journey. And on this show, I'm here to support you through sharing and shedding some light. I'm here to empower you to be the highest version of yourself. So stay tuned, subscribe, and tell your friends because we are going on a journey. And it is a journey, guys. I'm so excited to have Claire on the show today. Claire is an entrepreneur. She's known in the in the wellness holistic space she she's got her own little thing going on with her a little holistic kitchen store online and she's offering the most amazing services to people to get them to in many ways very similar to the work I do reconnect to ourselves understand ourselves a little bit better um, as well as um, introducing Reiki to the world and we need more people to introduce that to people's lives and get them to understand about what that is but I'll let Claire introduce herself and, and um, give her a little, um, tell her, she'll tell you about her, her journey so far because that's what it's all about. Claire, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Rebecca. It's so nice to be here and hello to all of Rebecca's listeners and community as well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, Rebecca and I have been kind of entwined via Instagram for many years and have a cute little Instagram bond (laughs) which is lovely and yes our work resonates a lot with one another's we we share a lot of viewpoints we share the same kind of understandings around healing Um, and you know I get a lot from Rebecca's sharings as well which is wonderful so it's really beautiful to be here. So I am a Reiki practitioner, um, but I'm also a Libra generator, exactly like Rebecca. So, and we've just said this before we recorded, I don't actually always know what I do, and I certainly can't make it a succinct (laughs) 60 second elevator pitch for sure. But my main offering in the world is to create healing spaces and healing moments for people. And so I am a Reiki practitioner and I have created my business and offerings based upon the 
the beauty of connecting to the inner landscape. And so that has allowed me to be creative with how I share Reiki with the world. So I love to be one-to-one -one with people. I love to share it online in groups as beautiful meditative journeys. Um, and I like to take, um, you know, working with energy and help people to understand how to connect to their own energetic beings and how to understand what lives within the galaxies within themselves. And that's really the basis of it. The galaxies within themselves. It's like, it's very out there, isn't it? But it's, it's still very woo. And, um, you know, it, it will get disregarded by a lot of people who aren't ready to explore that. You know, I think uh, me and you at one point probably we're like, what, Reiki? What's that? I mean, come on, we're none of us all born and know all this stuff. And this is what this is what the journey is about. This is what the um, these awakenings bring to us. They they give us a sense of in, uh, to go deeper and have this inquiry. It's like, well, who am I? And what what am I doing here? And what is my purpose? And I think we all get to that point in our life, and and that will depend on various different things. That you know, you can't force someone to wake up as many ways you'd like it would be nice wouldn't it come on everybody wake up <laughs> just <laughs> generators what you all just come on get on with it wake up this is your life this is like what are you doing <laughs> kick up the arse because i think when we we're maybe similar that we run with things we run with them in, in a big way um and that's my journey of diving I and mean, it was a dive it has been just and, and also at times I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> but I knew there was this calling to share this, this magic with the world, um, you know, because, well, I have my own story, which I'm, I'm pretty sure most people have heard my story over and over again, this isn't about me. So what kind of took you into that place to discover race? What was that? Because obviously it was a personal journey. I'm sure, and then you felt the need to like share this with the world and, and, and help others with that. So what was your awakening in many ways? Well, I was introduced to Reiki really early on in my previous career, which very similar to you was a beauty therapist. So we've had really similar trajectories. That's uncanny, isn't it? It is literally uncanny. It's so cool. And I think that's what helps us to really bond as well, because, you know, that same kind of journey it really helps you to understand one another. But because I was always holding space for people and healing space, and I was trained really holistically as well, um, but I was never really taught the boundaries and I was never really taught the energetic exchange. And so, although I knew what Reiki kind of was, I never could get a, you know, a visceral understanding of what that actually was like how do you train in it and then become able to do it because you cannot you can't touch it you can't see it you can't it's an it's an embodiment it's a feeling and it's it's a it's it's directly linked to the to your intuition um and so learning reiki going to be you know qualified in it and i do that in inverted commas because any healer knows that they've always had that essence within them. But coming to understand it and just be taken through the kind of practical stuff and learning how to connect with it and connect with the person in front of you 
you start to deepen the embodiment of having that energy coming through you and being able to pass it through onto others. And so that just felt to me like a puzzle piece clicked into place because that essentially is what I had always been doing just in an unboundaried way and also on the surface. So beauty was very much on the surface, but it was always the connections were always going deeper than that. So it just helped me to understand what I was always doing and how to bring in kind of just to let let the the stuff around it move away and get into the actual crux of it which was to connect with people on an energetic level you're doing that anyway we're all doing that anyway regardless because everything's just energy um but then if you bring this conscious awareness into it and hopefully you hold a space for people to be more conscious and aware of themselves in many ways through through holding that space but also through talking and, and education you know because ultimately you know I, I this is what we're doing as well when we're sharing this we're educating people and getting them to understand themselves a little bit more with well why do you act like that and why do you do this and why does this happen and really and truly you have to look at yourself in everything and again how you're contributing to everything in your life you know that's the whole that's the beauty about energetics so I think when you understand it you take way more personal responsibility. You have to in many ways because you can't. Before you don't know, it's easy to go around life and finger point and blame. And you know, and this is the work of, of going into the shadows and understanding, um, which is you know the work that most people avoid. You know, um, <laughs> but I think that's why therapy can go round and round in circles because unless you're, it's easy to sit there and talk and listen to someone ramble on about all their problems and why life is why was me and whatever and there's nothing there's no real transformation in that space and I think that's why traditional therapy doesn't really work anymore in many ways you know the place that it had in the world we're evolving and we're looking at deeper things and we're looking at all even with mental illness we're understanding why people thinking in that way and how other things contribute towards that in my job it's more like okay integrate health i'm looking at nutrition i'm looking at energetics i'm looking at movement i'm looking at breath i'm looking at everything i'm looking at trauma you know i'm not just looking at this one incident or what happened i'm looking at you and the entirety of your whole life as a human and from the beginning up until now what has happened I think that this is the most, you know, the deep, and an honour to do this work, an honour to hold space for people, isn't it? Um, because, yes, for someone to come to you and trust in you, to just give themselves, to, to, to be vulnerable, um, to be human, um, is a beautiful thing, you know? I think that's where we, we lack a lot of, in many ways, and I think, my experience growing up and working in group therapy, I had a lot of deal with a lot of people. I was really traumatized and I'd go in there and in many ways, this this vessel, oh I look I'm into beauty, but there's no denying it. <laughs> you just have to take one look at me and know that like that's what I do, that's part of who I am, that's part of the Libra as well, I think, as well, because we do love the beauty in life. And we want to show people that, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Young, as a young beauty therapist I wasn't so empathetic and I wasn't so compassionate and that's because it didn't start with me 
you can't extend that to people you hold space for if you haven't done this work on yourself. And I think that's where the therapy world can, can struggle as well. You know, um, mm. it's important. Like Cheryl, I've made an article years ago and saying that there was a lack of empathy and a producing in beauty industry and beauty therapy people lack empathy. And I said, well, that's because they don't have it for themselves and it all becomes this outward fixing of things. <laughs> And the beautifying, which is fine, but there's this that there's this imbalance, isn't there? Mm. I'll fix this and I'll be happy. I'll fix my face and I'll look really good and I'll wear the best clothes and I dress up and I look nice. <laughs> which is all good. But it's this shallow way of living. And that is why I had to leave the beauty industry because the more embodied work I was doing on myself and the more I was exploring the energetic realms and understanding that every person that would come onto my beauty couch had way more that needed looking at, scratching the surface for them was no longer something that I could continue to, to, to do because I knew there was way more to it. And also I just... That wasn't my calling anymore. I had evolved away from that <clears throat> surface scratching. Um, and, and what you're saying about therapy as well, I mean, it, it's, it's still important for people who have gone nowhere near the work yet, but it is only the, the very beginning springboard into integrating, like you say, the whole being. Yes, it's good to look at certain things that have happened in the past and understand why you feel certain ways about it that's just pinpointing the places but we've got to work somatically we've got to understand what feeds our energy positively and what our energy feels like we've got to get to know ourselves on these deep dimensional levels for sure and that's that's what I'm so passionate about is to just take people to those places and say look it exists here in you look at it you can access it all by yourself albeit with my guidance but it's not actually for me to then like with a beauty client you know come here I'm going to do your waxing and your facial and your this and you're going to come and tell me everything and it's going to be this lovely every six weeks we're going to do this but get nowhere a therapist in the sense that people would come and literally offload onto you yeah so that was where you talk about the boundaries right because I that as well like people would be like oh yeah well this happened and my boyfriend did this and I'm like oh my god like, you know it's just it's way more than a wax thing isn't it <laughs> so much more but also because I worked in an unboundary unboundaried manner back then I was just a bucket for everybody's stuff and by the end of the day and certainly towards the end of my career I would be full of this stuff that wasn't mine and I didn't understand how to how to remove myself or remove that from my being yeah. um, and I still struggle with that now I can have a certain person might want to talk to me on the phone and tell me all their problems because I'm a healing person and I can feel myself getting full up full up and it's too much and I still struggle after all the work I've done to be boundaried at times yeah, that's that's that thing. I think that's a lot of the work I do with people is actually really understanding where they're leaking energy, is what mm. I And really cleaning up your energy and cleaning up your environment and your field is is probably the most important thing, like you know, energy hygiene, where we kind of really kind of work, you'd wash your hands, wouldn't you? You know, and I when I was um 
getting, you know, all attuned and ready. Then I had my Reiki master to say, yes, he was really quite shocked the level of massage therapy that where people don't even afterwards do any kind of cleansing or ripping or disengaging or kind of cutting cords and things within that industry because it's been you're physically contact touching people all the time and taking things on. And again, like, you're going to come across people who go, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> people don't transfer energy to you. It's like, you know, even when we talk about sex, you know, and I say that act in itself is two people coming together and merging, right? You know, you do take on people's energy and it's all kind of, oh, you crazy, woozy people. It's not sexually transmitted disease. You can't pass on energy. And like, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Because this is what we deal with day in, day out. Look, some of us are very much more in tune with um, energy than others, right? And some of us know. But you can feel it. You can go into a space and you can actually feel the energy if, you're, if you really want to. You can go, all oh, the vibes off of it. Or, you know, if you're in a room full of depressed people, trust me, you're going to fucking feel it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, really obvious. Everything is just energy vibes. Everything is vibes. Everything is vibration. Everything is just frequency, right? Um, and you have, you're responsible for your own energy. You are. You're responsible for the energy that you bring into every space. And so I think this is why, like, I know myself. I know when, I, when I'm ready to go into spaces and be with people and I'm ready where I'm like, okay, this is not the time for me. Mm. This quite interesting about even as a woman working with the moon cycle and things like that knowing your cycle where you're at in your cycle and how that's affecting you obviously speaking from a woman's perspective i can't speak so like i, I do speak to men about it and i'm going for moon's in this space how are you feeling you know because a lot of men that are tuned into that feminine they will be affected well yeah because we are we are masculine and feminine we're imbalanced but there's both of those energies within us. So yeah, why should they not, you know, bring forward their attention towards the feminine as well? I mean, that's that's the chaos, the dark side. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's where we need to go as well. We are under, getting people to understand the, 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 the feminine, the masculine energy that exists in every single one of us. Mm. You're, you're female, you're not just feminine, you know? And you're a man, but you're not just masculine. Mm-hmm. The denial, I think I've always, you've got a boy and I've got a boy, but and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's, it's different knowing what we know. Like I've always encouraged Tristan to be in his feminine and cry. You know, and this is where we need to be, you know, encouraging boys, young men, and men to just be in that space and be okay with it and own that as well. Like don't suppress that. Like it's, we all can talk about toxic masculinity and stuff like that but you know there's lots of words that get thrown around isn't it but I just I just feel like anger is not a bad thing anger is is an opportunity for us to look at ourselves what comes up for us what's triggering me you know so we're we're going into the dark moon now (laughs) tomorrow tell me about it so I've been thinking my periods with the moon for, for as long as I knew what to do or how to connect with that space. Uh, I pulled out my coil myself. This is, Whoa! I, I, I was saying my friend the other day, she just got hers out and she was like, oh, I'm doing my thing. I was like, oh yeah, I just went in and went, like I just couldn't be bothered to go and like go there and just 
could be asking like half a day. It can't be that difficult. <laughs> that is you all over. And then, I, then it felt like Satan was taking hold of my womb. Because what happened is after, what, seven years of not having a period, having a coil in, having something that's hormone um, as well, um, I felt like there was just something that needed to be done. Like, you know, like, I need to, like, be a woman. I, like, I need to bleed. This isn't normal. This isn't right. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. I'd obviously read a few books here and there. I was kind of like, yeah, like, I want to go into this space. I want to explore this more and see what's possible. And I wanted to, like, see how I would be connecting with the moon and the cycles and see how is that possible. I could think of one just can think that this can happen, that can happen. And I was like, I was curious. I'm a curious kind of person. I want to know, right? Yeah. And so it has been, that has been a journey in itself. But that year that I did that, funny enough, that was for January for 2017. And then by... October, uh, by November I was pregnant with Ocean who's <laughs> completely and she is a really is a witch she was completely <laughs> Halloween <laughs> she came in on that solar and she was born 10 months or 9 months later well perfect timing not like you know all this stuff you're overdue oh you're uh, all a bit of crap How that's, you- that's another wormhole <laughs> I, I know I recorded a podcast with a wonderful woman called um, Jane Hardwick Collins who you might and she says, you count 10 full moons, and if your baby hasn't come, then, you know, you can maybe go and worry about something. But I counted 10 full moons, and she came on that 10th moon. <laughs> I love was, that. That was fucking time. Because, and that's what we need to, to understand, that little, that as women, that how connected we are. Like, there's no coincidence that if it's 228 days in, in, a, in a moon cycle, we've got 28 days, like, you know. I read an article the other day, it's quite funny, it's kind of strange coincidence or something like this about the moon and the, and the women's periods, like, <laughs> it's like strange coincidence. It's called an innate wisdom, is what it's called. <laughs> how we're supposed to be, it's just how it is, nature. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it can, you, you can see how things are twisted into like, oh, well, if you think the moon ebbs and flows, and we do, you think we were born in this amniotic fluid and water for no fucking reason <laughs> you know you just kind of start to see how on a bigger picture on a bigger scale oh it's all connected <laughs> and we're we're however many percent water a huge percent liquid in our bodies yeah that's it so the world the planet is 78 percent water and you just happen to be 78 percent water and then we look at tides and how they go by the moon energy and then I just don't understand why people are still like no it's rubbish (laughs) oh I know I know I know but they can predict climate for the next hundred years but you know (laughs) well yeah a lot more energy needs to go into things that really matter and not the stuff that's kind of like really should we be trying to predict that Like, can we really predict nature and know what she's doing or what's going on? Yes, I do think that we are contributing to the planet in not in not so positive way in many ways. And I do think we all need to look at ourselves and, and, and look at how, what we're doing in our own environments, you know, what's happening on, on a small scale within our in own environment, in our own home, what, what can we do? You know, so for me, it's been a bit, you know, the sustainable journey has been, a really nice one you know at first I was a bit reluctant 
because it just means more effort. And I don't think people want that. I don't think people want more effort. Um, convenience is, is ultimately destroying our health and on every single level, you know what I mean? Because we're, we're just, we're, we're this chuck away society. Like everything is just disposable, including people. <laughs> and so, you know, I think it takes a lot to, to really come to life and be like, okay, this is me. This is what I'm responsible for. I'm very aware of that. And this is how I'm making a difference. Like, we all can do that what about you sorry go on I was just going to say that you know those those two things that come at a parallel so when we're thinking about what our our sustainability and our impact on the environment we're actually that mirrors with what we ought to be looking at within ourselves as well you know our own inner landscape like we talked about in the beginning you know those are two environments that can have the same attitude poured into them and all so much can flourish from it yeah so 100 so like well we, we can relate that to nourishing our roots and root chakra work and nourishing our bodies we know that's all kind of the physical body we know the first two chakras are physical mm-hmm. and what we're putting in here in, and into ourselves and pouring into ourselves in that way yes it's 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 it is a mirror in our lives we can see it you know what i mean i know what i'm nourishing my body taking care of myself and moving you know that's reflected in my reality because i have more energy i can do the things i want to do i can show up for people in a big way i can parent my children better you know mm-hmm. it starts with me and then so what is this is um i suppose it's bypassing in many ways but like you, you see that like taking that massive leap of responsibility uh, is it's not something people come to without sort of a kick in a tree what do you mean <laughs> i've got to do all this work every day what that's effort oh i don't know <laughs> and it is it is effort it's constant effort but i suppose if you can't if you can't get on board with you know what that means for our children and what that means for our health cumulatively as we move along then you're not going to be able to maybe grasp the end vision <laughs> no but that's it look i was listening to a joe rogan and gordon beach podcast the other day with gordon beach and he was saying you know when you take away the threat from people right you take away this is where we have to address poverty in such a big way you say when you when people are only really focused is on like not dying and survival right and i need to feed my kids today they're not thinking about the impact of the environment because they're under threat right so you know you're going to go for the cheapest options and you're not necessarily going to like think of all the long-term effects of the planet on, on what your actions are because you're in a threat right now and you can't think beyond that threat like the day i'm just going to get through the day and so this is why you know what I mean? This is like I get, I get that. That is very, it's a very valid point, isn't it? Like you know, um, and that's why I try to see why people say it's easy to be a refugee or white and you're privileged. And I go, fine, but I wasn't white. Um, I am white. Okay, I can't change that. But I wasn't always privileged. I grew up on a council estate. Mm-hmm. I grew up with nothing. My mum had to. We had. I had to have charity. I had to go to charity shops, and my mum had to get me hand-me-downs and whatever she could never really afford to get me anything I never had lots of toys I was never like you know I wasn't starving but you know we were on a very 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 tight budget so I didn't grow up with this massive threat that people 
and my mum couldn't think about the future. Everything was just kind of again like, okay, I just need to get through this week, and I'm paying, I need to have enough money to get through, and then I've just got enough money to pay the bills, and I get that why people struggle so much in life. I'm not like I'm so disconnected and I'm here in my <laughs> my privileged throne. I'm very connected to what's really happening out there. But I also understand that had my mum had more awareness of herself, things could be different. If she really got the help that she needed, maybe, um, she could just, it, was, it wasn't that, that that really affected my childhood, to be fair, because I like, I was clean, I had clothes, I was fed, I never felt like I was going out in the physical thing. What I struggled with growing up was the emotional stuff, like, you know, how to process these emotions. Because she hadn't done the work on herself. Her, her wounds were still alive and well. So this is the thing I'm saying. When we deal with all this emotional stuff and, and, and deal with the inner child, go back and deal with the stuff that happened to us as children and all the pointing fingers at our parents because they were so terrible and bad and they fucked us up. You know, it's all that, isn't it? And I could, I went through that phase for years. My mum's fault. It was my mum's fault. It was, and then I never, and even as a grown adult, right, I was still doing that shit. Oh, well, my mum did this. My mum didn't do this. My mum not you know, and it's easy to do that. It's easy to do that and go back into the past and say, well, I had this childhood and this happened to me and da 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 da, da. You're here now in this moment on how can you create change going forward, right? Forget all that because what can you what can you do now? You can't change what's happened and what you've experienced. None of us can. But No, and walking around in a victim mentality is the, the deepest shadow vibrational state you could possibly really be in absolutely, yeah, absolutely. but people don't see like people don't see that even you know like i we call it you know carl young there's different archetypes and you would say that's the child archetype isn't it because it is that child that still needs to be seen and heard and, and cared for or it's that mentality of that entitlement that comes with being a child <laughs> I, I get all my needs met and someone has to come in and they, they, they meet my needs. And, and that's fine when you're an actual child, but when you're an adult, the entire mm. has to stop somewhere. Um, other people coming in and trying to rescue you. And you can relate that to exactly what's ever, ever happening in the world as well right now. You can relate that to the, the majority of people. I said that, that there's a lot of people out there who don't take care of their health. I know they don't take care of their health. I spoke to health professionals all day long. I talked to lots of doctors and nurses and stuff like that. And I, and I want to know what's really going on in these systems. And if we if we said to people, okay, look, I'm not perfect. I, I everyone knows I smoke. Like, I've got that little vice. I know, and I'm working on it. But at the end of the day, I have awareness that it's probably not the best thing for me. I don't smoke tobacco. I smoke herbs. You know what I smoke. Anyway, but 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 I know. Okay, all right. It's not the best thing for my health, but I know there's worse things. Like I don't really drink excessive amounts of alcohol. I'm very conscious of my body. I do blood tests. Um, you know, I've overcome a chronic illness, so I know what it takes to regain health. I know what's possible for us when we actually take ownership. And the problem with the country we live in and the system we've got in, it's a very codependent system. Mm. Completely dependent on this system, and that's the only reason it exists. But if you said to people, "Look, we're going to tax you and charge you," and the thing is, people would go, "Oh well, God, what do you mean? It's not free anymore." I would go, 
me up to take care of my own health. What do you got? What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. It would be a different story in so, so many ways. I just think, well, why not? In America, they do it. I mean, it's, the system is crap in America just as well as much as it is here because you have a disease management, isn't it? You can't create great optimal health when we're only focusing on symptoms and disease management. We're not focusing on the root cause of why someone's sick in the first place. Mm. But there's, there's definitely there's definitely a new there definitely has to be something new you know I, I'm just one person over here trying to do the best I can like to promote health on a real level um, but the whole system needs to change and I don't know <laughs> I think we need a miracle I don't know what I can't I don't know <laughs> honestly I'm just kind of like what do we do it's the it all of the, all of these topics that we're speaking about they all overlap with the same principles at the end of the day I mean this is the same as taking responsibility for your own personal carbon footprint isn't it is taking the responsibility for your own health it will actually demand of you that you put some sort of research into it that you actually connect with your own body and it's you know it's biodynamic way of being and the thing is most society is so happy to be dictated to instead of work out any answers for themselves and and that spreads across lots of different principles in life as well what I need to do with my life I need need you to tell me who to be is it okay to be that person we are looking for permission in everything and we're looking for guidance too much we yeah we are creating way too much dependency on others and not enough leaning on our own understanding not enough education on ourselves or our own individuality you know i learned bio individuality as part of my my course and training in becoming a health coach and but it was a very strong point that kind of got echoed throughout the whole training is that bio individuality exists although you and i both have the same body parts we are not the same and our bodies don't work the same. Like I might digest my food slightly different to you and there's certain things that will trigger something in my body, but that will be really, really good for you. So why do we have this one size fit all approach to, to, to things? You know, like, okay, and, and you know, let's just cut out that body part because it's not really necessary. <laughs> you know, like the whole body isn't functioning in a functioning system. It's all right, you only need one of them or whatever. You know, and I, and I, when I, there's people that I work with, sadly, unfortunately, that have had things removed, like gallbladders, which are really important in terms of like bile production and stuff like that. And then they have later on in life, they still have the issues they had. Oh, yeah, we, we didn't. And then doctors say, oh, well, yeah, we didn't think it was your gallbladder, but we took it out just in case. You know, and you're, you're, they're telling you this. And you're kind of just like, what? And it's, you know, it's funny. We can go, ha, 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 it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> really, it's really, it's just not. It's just tragic. It's like, what? on earth is going on here so there's no logic there's no really critical thinking it's just that everyone in that world lives in their own well they really live in their own echo chamber it's kind of like what they believe is what they believe and what they've been taught and anything outside of that is just rubbish or misinformation as we, as we know in, in this world <laughs> what we're experiencing right now is you know mm-hmm. a huge amount of censorship and I guess this is the beautiful thing about having this space and talking have these conversations because at least we can talk at least we're free to explore these topics and speak and at least I've got a platform where I can do that without anyone saying oh no you can't say that or you 
can't say this. And the thing is, that's it. What is truth? Nothing. There's nothing that is absolutely true. Everyone no, knows. we can't be. We can't be one hundred percent certain, certain of anything, and that's why an open mind and a strong connection to self and to our core stability within is really important because how are we ever supposed to mine for our own individual truth in any of these aspects that we're speaking of today if we don't have a core stability within our own individual being in ourselves we actually really get to the yeah the core of who we are like yeah mm. that's that's your power isn't it right there knowing yourself that's that's it you know and it's unapologetic i was like if i'm not unapologetic i'll get it on my own it's absolutely unapologetic bitch <laughs> <laughs> I'm unapologetic in who I am. I show up and I'm like, this is me. You don't like it? Okay, well, look, you don't, there's lots of other people out there you can go and follow. I don't have people to tell me, oh, I'm unfollowing you. Oh, good for you. That's nice. Lovely. I don't, I don't care. I don't want that. I don't, like, <laughs> you like me? Because like, one day people will like you and the next minute they don't like you and then they will like you again. So you can't, you really, and it's nothing to do with you. You can't get caught up in it. You can't let that affect you. <laughs> But one of one of the biggest plagues in society is the people pleasing. Uh, the what is it? It's it, it's a real um, it's a, it's a really big plague. I feel because I used to I used to need everyone to to like me, and I would run myself ragged to make sure every person I ever came into contact with liked me and that I was accepted by them so I was going in so many directions to be accepted by all these different people like masks and just like in in many ways like you were wearing so many had so many different identities going on like you're this to this person then you're this to this person that lose yourself yeah and unpicking that work that's the hardest thing I've ever done and it continues to be one of my greatest challenges is when I have to communicate with a person who I used to go out of my way to please and I now refuse to do so because their shock that I now am saying no is always something that comes in and and reawakens every single part of me that I find difficult to deal with the the part that I feel guilty the part that or maybe I'm a bad person or maybe I should go around there and cook them a dinner and tell them that I am nice really like those things all still live in me (laughs) oh gosh no but I think it's a Libra thing I I actually really genuinely think that's a Libra thing Um, that that diplomacy that we always feel the need to to come with right like I'm sorry but we do and I think we all do but I think the Libra thing but then if I look back at my childhood that was all when I look at that I just wanted that approval from my mum I just wanted my mum to say something to me that would make me feel like I was worthy of something had nothing to do with me or the love she had for me it had everything to do with her own mental illness and her own upbringing it had nothing to do with me it wasn't my fault I didn't have to do be anything other than who I was well, I don't understand that as a child. I just see I'm not getting the love and attention from my, you know, from that one person who I needed the most. So then, because of that, you do go out into the world and you go, okay, well, I need to need someone to like me for God's sake. I need someone to love me. And even if this person is just the baddest person in the world in other ways for you, in the most toxic fucking thing, but they will tell you they love you. Oh, I'm a love <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> 
oh. in a nutshell. <laughs> well, gosh, yes. And this is it. This is why this work in itself is so important because it will affect the relationship you have yourself will affect every single relationship that you have. And so the more we actually get to know ourselves and approve of ourselves and don't censor ourselves, the more we attract people who, who, who appreciate that and who, are, who resonate with that, who, who mirror that, who accept that and love you for who you are. Look, I have lots of different friends with lots of different views and lots of different opinions. You know, some agree with what, what I say, some think, oh, well, I don't know about that. You know what I mean? Like, not everything. Is, is agreeable like I don't I don't want anyone to like me and agree with me but I'm going to speak my truth I'm going to I'm going to experience I'm going to share what I experience as a human and I, it's not about you if I were to only put out stuff that I thought people would like I wouldn't be in my truth hmm. I would I would censor and silence myself I would lock my throat shut <laughs> I think for me that was that was because a lot of the work that I had to do was in my throat more than any other Mm. Uh, chakra is just like no this is me that I find that in when I'm working with people actually there I don't think there's ever a throat area where there's not a lot of work needed because we live in a censored society because we live in a society where we're expected to say the thing that the person in front of us is going to find acceptable and if we're not we're going to be cancelled well this is the world we live in now like I don't I think it's got worse I don't think mm time where people think it's acceptable just to go well well look at joe rogan everyone's trying to cancel joe rogan now <laughs> yeah experts who deal in shame like brene brown which was really surprising to me i saw that via you and i was like oh okay we're going places now i was i read all brene's work and i and it's in, i'm not canceling brene by the way i just was like well you deal with shame you understand how shame can happen. and vulnerability um you know talk about bravery and daring to lead but and you've got these people who are daring to to have a different view and and share their own experience of what is happening and and, and experts and they're not like just some random people that joe's pulled off the street i mean there was these two episodes that he was talking about which were the most controversial one was with dr peter mccullough and the other one was with dr robert Malone. And I listened to both of them. And the thing is, you know what? They didn't say anything that was like bad. They were giving their own views. They were seeing what they were seeing and experiencing in real life. You know, Peter McCullough was talking about there wasn't this access to early treatment. No one was treating COVID. And he was the only one that was actually saying what the fuck is going on here. Mm. The deaths and the statistics around the deaths, as well as questioning the efficacy of the vaccines. These are all really important questions that everyone deserves to hear. I thought they were, I, I listened to them both as well, and I thought they were both really unbiased actual sharings. You know, they were just questions. There was no, there was no, there was no sneaking around trying to make it look a certain way. These, these men were involved in, in the process of this stuff and they're both vaccinated. <laughs> Exactly. Or not, you know, that was the thing. They, they, they at one point believed that, that this was the route to go, like we all did in the beginning. And that we, we, I, I don't know anyone who didn't think in the beginning that this was the best route to take. Um, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not the first to rush in on anything. So 
it was a kind of I'm gonna wait and see <laughs> what, what unfolds here because that's where my intuition was leading me to, to go um I already got COVID in 2020 and it was it was like even with me with with an alleged I say alleged but you know immunocompromised they say uh, body I got I have a sensitive immune system mostly sensitive to bullshit to be honest <laughs> If I'm quite honest, that's how, but you know what, I've learned, I've gone into the immune system, I've, I've wanted to know for myself, I wasn't going to sit there and listen to someone tell me about my body, so I've gone away and done my own research on, on things and said, well, maybe there's a different route, and then I started to listen to different scientists on AIDS and HIV, there's loads of people that oppose this whole theory that HIV causes AIDS, right, and their descendants, crazy quack doctors, um, the, the cancelling has been going on since then. So there is this whole community of people that have questioned that narrative, okay? And they have always done that because we still have yet to see isolation of viruses. We're still yet to understand how this correlates. The language and narrative around HIV has changed so much over the years as to what it was, as to what it is now. We can see that's being mirrored with COVID as well. Like, you know, everything that we thought that was true and factual because now we'd be classed as misinformation. Yeah, it just seems to keep evolving. And so many of the things that were, you know, apparently abhorrent to be saying have turned out to be true. And, you know, I don't want to be too controversial at all. Space. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, there's a space for neutrality as well within all of it. Um, especially especially when you are trying to absolutely find the truth within within that is right for you you know there is no going down too many roads of one direction you've got to stay neutral there is duality there is going to be always going to be duality there's always going to be duality there's always going to be that element of I do feel that there is a black and white wrong and right there is black and and, and that's the problem you know that mm. we what you experience, what I experience, two different things. Now, there's people out there that I know, they, they wholeheartedly take HIV drugs every day and they believe they need to take those drugs every day and if they don't take those drugs every day, they will die from AIDS. Well, my story was different. And that was because I chose a different path and I chose to believe something different and I chose to explore different things and therefore I got different results. And the, and the drugs, didn't, I didn't have a positive result from taking the drugs, you know, and I wasn't listened to. And so that was what was really hurting me more than anything. That I, me, as someone who's experienced a chronic illness, experienced the virus, whatever way, so I really have sympathy for the people who are experiencing adverse reactions or not getting on with the vaccine because, like, why are they just ignored as if, like, they don't matter? What they experiencing doesn't matter. Like, I'm getting suicidal isolation from taking these HIV drugs. I've got arthritis in my hands. I was young, fit, and healthy before you gave me this diagnosis and these drugs are now doing this to me but this just gets silenced and censored and just disregarded by even the people you're sitting there um you know the medical people are sitting there the doctors are sitting there telling me oh well you know the drugs do keep you alive and I'm, but is this living if i'm suffering with my hands is this living if i'm having suicidal thoughts that's not living also you're here without them thriving in your health 
so that's the irony and so you know this is this is a journey that I'm on with a lot of other people now because you know they're coming to me they're asking me questions and I and I can't say yes do this do this do this do this um because that's wrong as well like you know I'm not a medical doctor I don't want to be um you know you need to go and think people do taking drugs and that's a lot of what comes up because I don't know what chemically the drugs are doing to their body I knew it but I don't know what it's doing to this. There's very common side effects of most HIV drugs that, that are depression and, and, and gastrointestinal issues and other different things. These are the effects of the drugs. I mean, they're not side effects, they are effects. Um, <laughs> I don't understand the side. What does the side mean? It's just kind of like the irony of it. No, this is the effects of the drugs. The drugs. Um, I think we need to look and explore immune, the immune system more. I think that there's there's and how the nervous system is connected to the immune system. Yes, um, there's a lot of things that dots that don't that should connect that don't connect. For instance, they they connect for me and they connect for a lot of people that I have got these conversations with. Because obviously, I go very deep into the psyche when I'm talking to people about illness and disease as well, because there is this connection. But your your medical practitioner is not going to see that because they have not been trained in energetics they have not been trained in trauma they have been they've actually been trained to totally disregard it yeah yeah i don't know have they have they i can't otherwise otherwise they wouldn't so vehemently disregard it um it goes against if anything goes against our beliefs we become very defensive don't we if you were to challenge my beliefs on things, I would be like very, no, what are you talking about? This is true. This is real. You know, and I guess that's what it comes down to. You've got to understand that a lot of people have worked very, very hard to get these jobs and positions. And um, there's a lot of money involved and a lot of things at stake. So, you know, it's not so simple as to walk away, turn around and go, well, maybe there's, there's another reason why this is happening in the body. Mm. Because if they were to call in people like you and me into the NHS and to set up Reiki clinics and to set up nutrition and to set up other alternative therapies as, as the first port of call before we start taking out people's body parts and, um, um, you know, giving them a lifetime prescription of medications, then, then the healthcare system would be a lot better. Um, but I also feel like the pharmaceutical companies would lose a lot of money. And we couldn't have that. We can't have that. No, no, no. And I think we we're under this illusion that you know that that their, their best in, their our health is their best interest. When actually it's it's really profit is their best interest. Mm. It's really their businesses, and they want to make profit. Um, it concerns me that Pfizer are hiding the 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 the, the, the F, from the F in the, in the FDA in the cahoots and hiding the data. And we just want to see the data. If it's safe, let's see the data. No big deal. Let's have a look. <laughs> you know like what are you hiding if it's if it's safe and effective like you say it is what's the big deal let's look at studies let's look at what you did in order to come to that decision the people have the right to know not to be hidden and then like so i think i think what is happening is is there's, there's a lot of light there's a lot of light being sure not shining on a lot of darkness and i think this is the time for it um and it's 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 hard it's hard for us I guess to be to be out here without living and doing all this work. But I think also we have to, you know, like we don't have a choice because um, 
where people are suffering um and also there's no need for it i just don't feel there's any need for the suffering I think we can just do our work and magnetize the people who wish to explore it. You know, that's that's how I that's how I roll. You know, I think we're constantly magnetizing the right people to us with our own energy and with what we put out. Um, and so I've never been one who's interested in selling everything I do to every single person. I've always been interested in magnetism and who floats towards me in an energetic manner and I look at everything to do with that and even when my friends you know in business I have so many friends in business it's incredible and that in itself shows you know that kind of fractal magnetism um you know you know if something comes up where they're looking at what a person's done and they're annoyed by it or it's affecting them and I'm like well wait look at the energy what's the energy telling you here and then they look at it like that and then they're like oh yeah energy attracts energy yeah, so that's it that's work you do on yourself it's simple yeah well you don't look outside of yourself too much mm, yeah no that's important that is important um i love what you do i'm so glad that you decided to do that because it is such a transition from where you were it's such a step of it's, it's, it's bravery i mean like if anyone's out there who's trying to like at a crossroad I guess who, who's really contemplating what they do or why they're where they are in their life like you know you have to take these these steps into this unknown space and really trust life yeah. the only thing I can say trust the universe I know it sounds crazy for a lot of people who don't understand it but um it's same as me everything's just kind of like evolved very naturally very organically um you know I'm a bit so like I'm I'm quite like you I think maybe that's a you know generator thing or Libra thing but like just I guess the feel yeah it's it matters to me I, I I get people to apply to work with me and then I get a feel for them and I don't necessarily not everyone can work with me you know whereas before there when there's this level of desperation I need work I need money I need people to work you know whereas that is like you say I'm not I'm attracting the wrong kind of people and then that could be detrimental to me because I find this work very rewarding but it, like you say it's deep it's tough we're holding that space there's boundaries that need to be in place and we are like saying look you know when you come to a coach or a healer you know so many people expect you so much from their coach or healer when actually in true we're holding space for you to just look within and, and understand it's you that's the thing yeah also i don't know your answers hmm. and i'm not supposed to and i never will know them we're gonna we're gonna unravel things within you just in the space and you've got to you've got to come to that with your own perception open ready to receive you know tell me about a little bit about what you do in your, your work with the with the product because you sent me some stuff before in the past, but I've also looked at it because I know they're made with so much love as well. Yeah, yeah, so much ceremony goes into that. Um, so actually, I love that because the products were like um, the products were my creative outlet and my ability to make something outside of beauty, but they bring beauty and bridged it into what I was going into next. 
Um, so I started making body scrubs when I was still a beauty therapist and that blew up like way more than I ever thought it could. And I still make them now and I make them in ceremony. So small batches, only ever small batches. Um, they're all infused with Reiki. They're blended by me with the highest grade essential oils. Um, and actually the ones I'm about to make are infused also with powdered rose quartz crystal. So they're super magic. Yes, that's that's going to be my little treat for yeah. <laughs> work done on my face. <laughs> <laughs> you need that in your bath because it would you would love it. You love your baths just oh. as I do. And actually, lately I haven't had, I haven't been having as much. I haven't been um, filling up my cup as much as as I would would normally. But I, I, it ebbs and flows, right? Exactly. I know. I know. Then I call. I crawl myself back in pretty kind of like, and then I go all in. You know, physically I've been pushing myself. I've been doing really well in the gym. Mm. Um, I know you're into sort of people like me. You're like literally like me. So you're into your sort of weight training as well. And how does that help you? Because as a generator, I feel like I'm very feely anyway, and I feel like it just makes me feel lighter. Can't explain it. I like to, I like to feel like I'm supporting my skeleton. Um, you know, I like to feel that my muscles are giving me an integral structure in my body. Now, I'm by no means like some gym buff. Absolutely not. Like I work with a body that has, you know fat in places I might not want it and this that and the other but um I I like the masculinity of it because I I will just fly off in my feminine and just stay there and so that brings a bit of structure for me all right I think I think you hit the nail on the head or do I I do it as well and you know what I mean and it again it's again it's strength in a strength it's like it's it's showing me I'm, I'm powerful it's showing me I'm capable um and future proofing my body against injury as well I mean to bring it to a really physical level I want to be able to I watch my mum I make my mum take the stairs when we go out places together and she's like oh I was gonna get the lift and I'm like yeah I know mum if you don't use it you're gonna lose it hun <laughs> no it's true I, I I totally agree that we don't we can't we, we have to do this more when we as we get older like it's not like it's not even a fucking option like we you know there's so many things obviously yeah we're preventing off the process when we do weight training, training weight training um yeah. we're balancing the hormones as well I mean that's another part of it oh, yeah I mean that that's something for me this year that I know that I've I've, I've been digging into for some time that I really want to I think I've learned a lot, obviously, since I, I went in to start this journey in 2014. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm always looking to learn, but there's so much more that I don't know. So like this year, I was like, yes, I want to load the hormones a little bit better. I want to understand that so I can help and support my clients. Then there's like, um, just really the, the vagus nerve and the lymph system and all these things that are connected to the immune system as well like drainage and all this stuff so when you actually are working out so much is happening that you just you take god you just think it's about looking good in a mirror and it's so much more than that it isn't it definitely even isn't that for me because it literally doesn't matter what I do like my yeah of course my body improves but like that there's parts of my body that are always going to look the way they do and no matter how I go 
much I go to the gym, I'm never going to look in the mirror probably and be like, yep, you've nailed it. You're solid as a rock mate. Like that's not going to happen, but actually all that, all that it does internally for me. And I watch how my body is. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm like a little adrenal cortisol pit from, you know, from how I've been in my life in the past. And that is my constant work is to understand that and to regulate my nervous system. I mean, most people maybe have a little pick me up in the afternoon of a coffee or something, if they're feeling, you know, tired or whatever, that's society's way of doing it. I'll take a yoga nidra. I will literally go for half an hour on my bed and be fully in a restorative position. And I'll take that yoga nidra. And when I get up, I feel as though I've had that coffee, to be honest taking rest is my pick-me-up that's such a beautiful thing that you understand that Mm. because how many of us are in tune with that well it's been so lovely to have you here and have this conversation Claire um let's tell people about where they can find you and connect with you Absolutely. I actually have two platforms where you can find me. So um, the littleholistickitchen.com is my um, LHK brand. That's where my online store is that is full of wonderful ritualistic self-devotion tools um, to include my handmade products. Um, And also clairejohns.com is where you can find my energetic offerings. So there are wonderful courses there that you can take um, to connect yourself to your own energy and to connect you to your own devotion to self. Sounds amazing. And, uh, you know, and it is having this ripple effect. You know, you're, you're just this one person, but we think we're not, oh, I'm just this one person, I'm changing, I'm doing this, or you're, you know, you're doing this work for a small amount of people. But when we really do this work, we, we do, we are raising the consciousness to such a big level. Mm. It's having that impact. That, that's rippling through throughout and, and throughout generations you know you're doing this work and look at that what it's doing for your children mm. so it's, it's, I can see I, I see it now I didn't see it before because I was kind of like I just am who I am and I'm always kind of very much talking and sharing this stuff with Tristan a little bit he's not quite fully there because mm. we're sowing those those little seeds me and my friends always say um you know when when we're speaking about something we're sharing or we're passionate about something that we're putting out into the world that we know is affecting others we always say ripple ripple (laughs) oh well big love and fellow generator Uh, (laughs) but by the way if anyone wants to know a little bit more about human design because i know what we've been speaking about and you might just be wondering what what they're talking about these generators who are you because <laughs> we're just kind of like this is normal so i did a podcast um a couple of podcasts ago i think about human design so you can go and listen and check that out guys but because so yeah we've got like lots of different human designs and it's basically synced up with your chakras and astrology and is it kabbalah i mean yeah I- yeah do more of that but like for instance generators are probably more in tune with their sacral chakra so everything is really done by feeling and more intuitive so and gut when i feel like doing something it's getting fucking done but if i don't feel like doing it like don't try and make me do it don't try and force me to do anything that i don't feel like doing because you're just going to try and drag me and it's just going to be really horrible and i'm not going to do it properly or i'm just going to be like nah Well, I'm sure I talk many people can, if they understand, they can they can relate. But 
yeah, just just trust yourself. What can I say? This is it. This is the this is ultimately it. Well, guys, you have a great week, all you listeners, and until next time, stay aligned and divine. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Rebecca.